Welcome to Mums on Cloud9. I'm Heather Black, coach and champion for women in tech and founder of Supermums, a global brand supporting mums to develop a career in the Salesforce ecosystem. During this six-part series, we've been looking at how to become a number one Salesforce consultant and the range of skills you can benefit from to do a great job for your clients. In this week's session, we're talking about DevOps and what consultants really need to know to perform the best in their roles in this capacity. Now, to talk about this, I'm delighted to be joined by Inshu Misra, a Capado champion and experienced Salesforce technical architect and behavioural analyst. Um, Inshu, welcome to the show. Do you want to just introduce yourself and tell them about your experience? Hi, everyone. I am Inshu. And um, as Heather has introduced me, thank you, Heather, for having me here. I have been in Salesforce ecosystem for more than 11 years. And um, in those 11 years, I have worked as a technical architect, developer, uh, behavioral analyst, business analyst, and um, test support analyst. So I've played multiple roles. And um, DevOps was kind of a recent role that I had to play while I was doing my technical architect training. And I know it's very important, but yeah, we just lag behind in some skills. And um, so I'm really glad to talk about DevOps here with everyone, with Heather. Uh, and thank you. Thank you for listening to me. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, you've got such a wealth of experience. And I think it also shares with the audience, you know, you can do all these different roles and try different things and get a blend of experience. And that's what makes you a fantastic technical architect, right, is, you know, just being able to dive in and get all this broad experience. So we can never be bored in a Salesforce role. <laughs> we can demo so many different things. <laughs> so yeah. with, with DevOps, um, it's a relatively newer term in the sector, I suppose. It's, it's getting obviously more mature now. But I think when you think about DevOps, what does it mean? Like, you know, what? how would you explain it quite simply to somebody to get their head around it? Okay, quite simply. <laughs> so <DevOps, laughs> is it simple? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so DevOps is, um, as definition tells, is a set of practices that combines software development and IT operations. Um, uh, it aims, the primary aim is to shorten the system's development lifecycle and provide continuous delivery in high software quality. So say for example, you have cake baking factory where your primary goal is to deliver the orders on time. But before that, we need to keep making the cakes at a consistent rate and keep an eye on our capacity, resources, in addition to the customer requirements to deliver the expected orders. So here in this scenario, the cake preparation can be compared with software development mm -hmm. and the process involved from its preparation to its delivery to the customer on time can be compared with IT operations. Both of them are equally important for the cake factory business. Now, if we combine these two processes, we'll have our DevOps strategy. Mm -hmm. uh, basically DevOps. Okay. <laughs> A good DevOps process um, actually make, uh, the, makes the wait times visible. So you know when your work spends days in sitting in someone's queue or worse when you get the de defect and the work has to go backward mm -hmm. because it doesn't have all you need or requires rework. Having a well-organized process where development and IT operations teams are working together 
not only helps us to deliver or track our product from conception to its release, but also helps us to improve the quality of our product and reduce the time it takes from for its delivery to the market. I hope that makes sense. I love it. Yeah, I love the, the correlation with um, baking cakes. And actually now I can think about baking cakes. I'm going to be like, <laughs> you're kind of like yeah, I want a cake now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really good, really good way of sort of reflecting mm-hmm. on, you know, day-to-day sort of things as well. And um yeah, making sure that projects are running on time and making sure that everything sort of sits alongside each other makes absolute sense. So if we put that in the capacity of a Salesforce consultant and say, for example, a Salesforce consultant isn't necessarily building the system anymore. They're working and advising the clients on what is possible and advising back to the technical team to build. What is it that Salesforce consultants working in that capacity need to know about DevOps? So that's a good point because in Salesforce ecosystem, we don't really have the proper development role. We do have it, but uh, that is for extremely customized orgs, which are like, if you go to the enterprise level, then only that happens. So it is like Salesforce DevOps is also similar to the broader definition of the word, but uh, it's centered around ensuring the admins and consultants and developers can deploy changes and work through the path from development to delivery in the most effective way mm-hmm. with lesser bugs and user disruption. So that's the basic idea behind it. The need of a consultant, like the knowledge that the consultant should have would depend on their role in organization. Mm-hmm. So say for example, for admins or functional consultants working for small organizations, where the team size is limited, like two, three people, and the org doesn't need many configurations. It's like out of the box implementation. And there are some changes that you have to do in the org that can be done in the production environment directly. Mm -hmm. Even the basic knowledge like deployment via chain sets is sufficient. Like they can do their changes in their um, dev developer sandboxes and then just deploy them using the chain sets. If the basic information is there, they can, just go on with that. Mm-hmm. But as the org and the team grows, further customizations uh, are required that brings in the developers, admins, as well as functional consultants working and deploying changes together. Mm-hmm. In this setting, it becomes essential that each team member has the visibility on each other's tasks and a clear understanding of the processes involved in development to delivery so as to avoid overriding changes mm-hmm. and causing user disruption. So basically, whenever you are doing such mistakes, what happens is you mess with the timelines of the project. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, the team members should be across different deployment strategies to make the releases as effortless as possible. So predominantly, they should be aware of deployment tools other than change it, such as Salesforce DX and other deployment strategies that they come up with and uh, version control system like GitHub to maintain the versioning so that they're not overwriting the changes. CICD tools like uh, Jenkins for the deployment automation, then a proper rollback strategy, proper unit testing and reporting how everything is functioning. These are the basic requirements. And after this, we can continue talking for the next few days to understand it and practice it. So yeah, but 
basically they just need to know about these terms that I've just used yeah excellent okay so it's it's really that, that you know understanding and learning devops and maybe not having to do it all themselves but having that understanding yeah. of how their role plays out is really important it's kind of yeah. you know it's like if you look at any salesforce team i guess you know you've got a ba and a project manager and that salesforce admin might not be a ba but knowing what BA, a ba does is similar to kind of knowing what devops does and kind of everybody having that equal understanding but not necessarily them being the technical experts in it so um, yeah, it makes sense. And the, those systems and tools that you've mentioned are, are pivotal to that, aren't they, really? Because it help holds everything together <laughs> on the project. Like you say, there's a visibility there. Um, so what could go wrong? Have you got any experiences of where you've seen things go wrong where DevOps isn't paid attention to as much? Um, what could go wrong uh, is like, in, a, in my experience, I have observed like many organizations uh, most of the time spend time on firefighting issues, mm-hmm. which could be anything like fraud issues, release failure, et cetera, that, that happens um, like uh, unknowingly. And then we have to resolve that issue because it's disrupting our business. When that happens, the entire team spends their energy and time on solving the urgent issue, uh, which impacts the further feature development. The reason is that most organizations do not have a strategy for the unplanned, urgent issues, such as these like defects caused by data issues, release failure due to overwritten code or components or any any production issue that could happen at any time. We can't predict that. What we can do is have a strategy to deal with that uh, situation. Instead of spending time on features, we should first invest time in scalability, manageability, operability, and continuity. The features would then be easily available. We should always remember the bigger picture. Outcomes are what matter, not the process, not controls, or for that matter, what work we complete. If we fail to deliver the product on time to such issues, business would suffer. Hence, improving daily work is even important than doing daily work. There comes our DevOps process again to rescue. If we have a good DevOps strategy, instead of dealing with firefighting, we'll actually be doing the work. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It's about preventative, isn't it, rather than sort of reactive firefighting. <laughs> and if you've got yeah, the planning knowledge. Proactive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proactive, all this is about. Absolutely. So let's talk about how you'd plan. So you you are a Capado champion. You've obviously been through a learning experience. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you learned about DevOps and Capado and what that experience was like if somebody's thinking about doing that too? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um so there are many pre-built products, Jaskapado, that are available in the market where the heavy lifting of combining the components, version control, unit testing strategy, CI/CD automation, and reporting has already been done. It's it's there. Um, where any like the Capado is a community where anyone can sign up for self-learning, mentorship, and join, just join the community to learn it from the real-time users. So instead of learning the DevOps concepts from scratch, the consultants could make use of Capado community for free to start learning at their own pace. Good thing about Capado DevOps is that it has been designed specifically for Salesforce ecosystem. So it would be easier for the consultants to grasp the complexity and get on board the complex methodology. 
There are other tools also available in the market that could be explored, but I highly recommend going through uh, the Cupado learning platform first. It proved helpful to me a few years ago and I was struggling with the concepts when I could not understand basic things. And as soon as I joined Kapada community, it started making sense because it is structured, it's streamlined, and it's it's designed for the Salesforce ecosystem where you don't have to write the complex scripts to just automate a little task because in Salesforce, like I was working as a developer, I had to learn an Apex language. And then after that, if I have to deploy something and automate anything, uh, I had to learn another uh, language. Okay. So that becomes sometimes becomes challenging because we're also building the features. But if the team size is small, we're expected to, to do everything. Mm. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> So it becomes easier if you're making use of the tools that are already available in the market and you're learning from what they have done in their experience. So that's how I started uh, my journey on Kupado was like two, three years ago. And I think, like, I reckon it would be useful for everyone else too. There are also some books that I can recommend that helped me in understanding the concepts like the DevOps handbook or its prequel, the Phoenix project. Okay. People can explore those two for further reading if they if they are interested. But yeah, yeah, these are the things that helped me. Awesome. And it makes sense, doesn't it? You know, you're better working and learning a, a trusted product in the ecosystem that's aligned to the product rather than sort of starting yeah. from scratch. And um, it's great to see that the community that Capado has, and they have a community team, don't they, that mobilise you guys. And you're you're out there sharing and inspiring other people to do DevOps, which is awesome because it's kind of like, <laughs> what you know, it's unpacking it. Just so I'm really grateful for you sharing more insight today with us. And it makes it, you know, sometimes it can be another mountain to climb. It's like, oh my gosh, I've got another thing to learn. But as you say, there's easy resources and uh, going through the Capado program, you get certifications as well. So you add those to your CV and that always adds a lot of weight, doesn't it? There's, there's companies out there that are looking for people who have Capado experience, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so all over the world, Capado is uh, gaining momentum and they have three certifications on DevOps and one they've introduced on automation testing so it's uh, um, uh, an ecosystem altogether and we're we're there as Kapado champions and there are other people in the community who are always ready to help out and whatever experiences that we have faced when the when Kapado was also gaining the momentum we have seen Kapado from just being a Salesforce DevOps tool to being a combined DevOps strategy for uh, other systems like SAP, cloud, and there are others as well. So that you can combine everything. So we've seen that mm -hmm. journey. Now, automation testing is also part of Copado, Copado's package. It's been wonderful. And I hope people can learn something from joining Copado community. It's free. You can join. It has all the modules that are structured. If you can go through the certification program, if you are interested, there are certification programs for admins, devs, and consultants. So yeah, just try that out. It's free. Oh, next. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, I guess, you know, it's like with everything, Salesforce keeps integrating and evolving. So the products that work with Salesforce have to do the same as well. And it makes sense that yeah. you kind of, you know, when Salesforce is integrated to these other solutions, you need a DevOps package and solution that's going to, 
facilitate that whole implementation structure and infrastructure. So, um, yes, you can see why these companies are having to grow rapidly <laughs> to keep pace with Salesforce. It's always leading the way, isn't it? You're like, well, who have they bought now? And what are they adding on? So it's this constant evolution um, of uh, integrating things. So thank you so much, Ian Sue, for sharing your experience today. Like, it's been really insightful. And I think having Capado Champions is a great idea because it's, you know, somebody in the ecosystem that's gone through that process that can see the value of it. And that's what inspires other people to learn it too, because you're like, okay, I get it. <laughs> and we want to avoid those mistakes that other people have made, right? Which is a whole part of this series really is to say, right, you know, learn these skills and then you're going to avoid those failures and pitfalls that other people have gone down. So thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Heather. It's an honor. And yeah, bye-bye everyone. Have a good one. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us again. I know it's always early because you're in Australia um, and late for me. So we, it's great to squeeze this time in. And thank you everyone for listening to the show today. If you enjoyed it, please do rate and review us on iTunes. We'd love your feedback. Um, if you want to reach out to Inshu, you can, well, you can find Inshu on LinkedIn if you want to reach out to her. And uh, thanks everyone. We'll see you soon. Okay.